Hi, I'm Luke from Craven Cupcakes, and you are listening to the So Anyway podcast, you lucky devils. Please be aware, this podcast may contain adult themes and language. Hello and welcome to Big G and and Little Little G's G's podcast. podcast. All views aired are our own, unless specifically stated otherwise. We We hope you enjoy what we've put put together. together. We're starting now. We're going to start the podcast now. <laughs> We're starting now, yeah. Just in case anyone ever gets a chance to hear this, which I very much doubt. Yeah, probably, you know, like a great, great, great grandchildren when we're both long since gone. Just um, to introduce myself, I am Big G and you are... Little G. Wow, Big G and Little G. So anyway, we wanted to start a podcast. Didn't have a clue what we were going to talk about. Still don't. Still don't, exactly. So we, um, we booked some studio time and I will plug where we booked Pirate Studios. However, I still have both my legs, and I still have two eyes. Who's nicked your iPad? That was a really bad joke, wasn't it? Okay, let's not do humour. We're not funny anyway. We're not. Absolutely not. So yeah, we booked some studio time, and three hours, wasn't it? Uh, yep, three hours we booked. We were an hour late, because <laughs> <laughs> the bus decided to take us the wrong direction. Because we're not that posh, we don't have cars. No. I can't drive. Well, I mean, technically, you probably could drive. I, I, I can drive a Dodge. I can drive a mobility scooter. Does that count? Yeah. You can drive your legs. The theme track and incidental music used in this podcast were performed by Chris James and produced by Natasha Robson. Facebook.com forward slash Chris James Norwich. You got yourself tangled up again? Yeah, I'm all tangled. She's fiddling around with wires. She spent the last hour fiddling around with keyboards, wires, microphones. Just for... The listening pleasure of the listener. For the listening pleasure of the listener. That's going to be edited out, isn't it? (laughs) I quite liked it. It was uh, alliteration. Just for the listening pleasure of the listener. Don't try and baffle them with big words. You'll lose them. Lost them years ago. I meant the listeners. Oh, right you are. They uh, have no locks. Can't diss the house. But, But they have no locks. But you can't diss the house. I've got no locks on the women's toilets. <laughs> Your legs are too short, obviously. <laughs> Just bang a foot against the door. <laughs> Someone tries to get in. I'm in here. And I also had to use the last bit of toilet roll. There was no other no other toilet roll. None at all? No. Well, I'm not going in the men's toilets. Why not? Might be a man in it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? They might not have locks in those well, either. It is the men's toilets, so there would be a man in it. What if it was vacant? Okay, I'll give you that one. So anyway. Anyway, drink responsibly, kids. So, eggs. Hang on. You said drink responsibly, kids. Comma, kids. Did you just define our demographic? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're only as old as you feel. Are you basically saying that all children drink? When in France. Well, it's not illegal to drink as a child. With parental supervision, isn't it? If you have a parent in a bar, you're allowed to drink. I think they're not allowed to serve you, but you can drink over the age of three. That might have changed. Three? Or I might be completely wrong, but I over the age of 14. three, I'm sure it's the age of three. I thought it was if you're over 14, you're allowed to drink in a bar supervised no, with there, a parent. I think the way it goes is there is no rule against drinking. There is no age that you can drink. It's licensing acts that define that you must be over the age of 18 or 21 or whatever it is now to that's, buy that's being served, yeah. alcohol, to be served alcohol. However, if someone buys alcohol for you, 
Not that I'm advocating any adult goes out and buy alcohol for anyone under 21 or under 18. I'd, I still, depending on which country Depending you're on in. which country you're listening to. That's No, you're not listening to a country, which country you're listening in. <laughs> on which country you're listening in, that'll be edited out to. I'll fix no, that won't. in the edit. No, it won't. I'm I in will. charge. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? Oh, I was going to talk to you about eggs. France, apparently. No, eggs. 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 Well, it depends on which country you're listening to, apparently. I mean, I don't know. Do they do eggs? It's oofs in France, isn't it? <laughs> don't call me an oof. <laughs> Go on. What about eggs? Well, apparently, some people need to buy prosthetic... No, not prosthetic eggs. <laughs> <laughs> prosthetic eggs. Is that for chickens that can't lay? <laughs> oh, dear. Prosthetic eggs. <laughs> We're falling apart That will already. not get edited out. That, that, will, that will stay. Oh, dear. Prosthetic eggs. <laughs> What I, what I meant to say there was... Uh, She's not getting away with Processed it. eggs. I saw a... a Aesthetic. I saw a post on a uh, Facebook page that promotes... Whoa, you can't say Facebook. Yes, oh, shit, can. I just said Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I can. On a social media. We are uh, not being sponsored by Zuckerberg or Facebook or anyone. If you'd like to sponsor us, please get in touch. We'll give you the email at the end of this podcast. What is the email? It's a thing where you type and it goes to the... Oh, what is the email, not what is a email. <laughs> well, it technically be Anne. Anne email. Yes. <laughs> Whoever she is. Anne email. Anne, if you've got an email and you'd like to get in touch, email yourself. So anyway, podcast at gmail.com. The theme track and incidental music used in this podcast were performed by Chris James and produced by Natasha Robson. Facebook.com forward slash Chris James Norwich. I like Chris James. He was really good. I like that thing he did. Prince Ali. So back to eggs. Eggs. <laughs> From Chris James to eggs. It's all right, we'll start the podcast in a minute. On a social media page yesterday, I saw a post Facebook. in which Not somebody to say said that they couldn't poach an egg, so they needed to go to Prosthetic eggs. a generic com. supermarket that makes its money from selling frozen goods to uh, purchase the item of a poached egg. We've just advertised Facebook. We might as well advertise which supermarket it was. Well, I think it was Iceland, but I'm not sure. You know, where all mums go to Bingo. Iceland. No, no, Iceland. Oh, Iceland. Yeah. Uh, so apparently some people can't poach an egg, so they need... Prosthetic egg. ...to take... <laughs> <laughs> they need to take three minutes to uh, have a fake egg. But basically... She starts work on Blue Peter next week. Isn't Blue Peter dead, or is it still going? Oh, no. Blue Peter's dead. I never saw that on Twitter. I'm allowed to say social media sites. I just did. <sighs> so these eggs... Yeah. Someone actually purchased already poached egg. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it looked like a piece of rubber, but it was actual egg. It, it was a, a pound for two eggs. A pound for two eggs. Here's a pound. Go buy two eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you even... How long does it take to cook these eggs? About three minutes. Isn't that how long it takes to poach an egg? I think so, yeah. I mean, I could test it. I mean, a, perf a perfect... Well, right now. <laughs> There's a microwave in the uh, studio kitchen. You can't microwave a poached egg. Well, not when it's That's... already poached, you can't. <laughs> Well, I guess you could. I mean, it's already poached. Just pop it in the microwave. Save time, effort, <laughs> but not money. Or reheated poached egg. Because you're paying more for two than you would to buy six. Yes. I mean, what's the or price 12. of half a dozen eggs these days? Pound? Free range, £1.30? I think that's probably closer to that for a dozen. Wow. Like 150 130 150 something like that. You and I were a lad, we had our own chicken. Just one. 
Just one. I don't know why I did it in that funny voice because I didn't speak like that when I was like small or a lad. According to you, you were. <laughs> well, you never been a lad. How dare you? According to you, you were posh when you were small. When I was small. Yeah. So I'm posh when I'm sat on the floor. <laughs> Not posh when I'm stood up. Well, technically, you're uh, shorter than I always thought. We've gone off the um, subject of eggs. Oh, we could always... I thought we were talking about poached eggs. We were, but now you're trying to deflect the fact that you always claim to be taller than you actually are. What, the fact that I'm five foot eleven and I add an inch? Yeah. <laughs> I don't technically add an inch. I'm six foot when I'm wearing trainers. But that's like me saying I'm five foot when technically I'm four foot eleven and a half. But whenever I say that to people, people just laugh at me. So I just say I'm five foot so I get less people laughing at me. Because the half is very important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, cheers. Thanks, Big G. You're welcome. So even for people that can't poach an egg, there are many other ways that... Uh, you can cook eggs. You can cook eggs, yes. You can buy them. Or learn to cook a fucking egg. <laughs> buy an already cooked egg but I don't mean to go on about it <laughs> yeah you do but that's literally a false economy you are not saving anything by buying two poached eggs two pre-poached eggs sorry well no plus all the preservatives and additives and crap that they probably put in it to make them poachy poachy <laughs> poachy poachy <laughs> Let's do an ASMR podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email to soanywaypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at soanywaypodcast. Your email or tweet may be used in future podcasts. So that's eggs covered. Well, actually, the whole point was to cover whether brown sauce or red sauce belong with eggs, but we hadn't even got to that yet. Brown. Well, it depends on how the eggs are, are done. No, brown. <laughs> no eggs are white. Uh, no, <laughs> a brown sauce <laughs> on eggs. It doesn't matter whether they're raw or cooked. Brown sauce on eggs. You'd have brown sauce on a raw egg? I've never tried it, but I guess I would. It could be arranged if you like. What, are you going to force feed me brown sauce and raw eggs? That's my morning routine sorted. Yeah, it might make you, uh, might make you reach six foot. Hang on a minute. I thought it was toast that made you grow. Oh, no, I'm thinking about manure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. toast and manure, because now I'm thinking about toast and... Why am I... No, stop. When I was small... You still are. When I was smaller and I was growing up... Growing people, down. People in Norfolk used to pronounce manure. Manure. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much. Manure, mate. So anyway, still actors. Like Dove. And, uh... Looks. Simple. If any of these brands want to sponsor us, contact us via email. So anyway, podcast at gmail.com So soap actors. Are they any good? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Are they good actors? Yeah. I'm not going to name them any. Emony? Who's she? I'm not going to name Emily. Is she friends but with Annie? She's crap. Is she friends with Annie? <laughs> oh my word. Put your teeth back in. So, anyway, I'm not going to name any. Some are exceptionally talented, others are not.
There was no edit there, by the way. I didn't swear or say anything nasty about anyone. I just paused. However, I didn't name any, and I won't name any, but some are absolutely fantastic actors. Specific soaps. I thought you were going to name a specific person, then. No. Like, like breaking an embargo, which, of course, you wouldn't ever do. I'd never break an embargo. That's for another podcast. Specific soaps and specific talent scouts have a brilliant eye. However, there are some soaps that couldn't get a brilliant actor if they camped outside RADA with a placard that said brilliant actors apply here. A good place to start. That's a joke that listeners won't get. Oh, we're back to ASMR again. So anyway, I just have this idea in my head from watching certain television shows that some soap actors and actresses. Are we allowed to call them actors and actresses now? Is it th- not politically correct? Is, are we meant to just call them actors? I think it's personal preference. Bracket them. Depending on... But then, surely, like, if a female can be can have the choice as to whether they want to be called an actor or an actress, then surely a male should have the same choice. But wouldn't that be confusing? Well, it's confusing anyway. In my day, it was actor, actress. That was like a billion years ago, though. Thanks for that. I came in on my dinosaur this morning. High up on that mountain, but I'm so close to the floor that obviously I couldn't see it. Obviously. So I'm just wondering when that changed. Well, you say that specific talent scouts. So they scout people in the same way that they do for, uh, say, The Voice, like they did with Chris James off of The Voice. He's a brilliant book, he is. No, I mean, they just couldn't spot talent if it came up and bit them on the arse. And then there are some that are absolutely fantastic at spotting talent. Obviously, we're not going to name names. But some soap stars couldn't act if their life depended on it. But then, in my opinion, I have noticed that some soap stars take on the persona of the person that they portray on screen. Could be a fine line. Do you not think? Yeah. Depends how long somebody plays a part for. Soap actors, the soap acting remit changes somewhat the ideology of the jobbing actor because a lot of soap stars stay in a continuing drama for years and years and years and years and therefore they don't become a a jobbing actor don't stay a jobbing actor because they become a part of the furniture yeah they become typecast yeah oh yeah i mean they're a they become their character in some ways that's exactly what i mean but they take on the persona of the person that they portray on screen and it ends up taking over their real life. Or is it that they add so much of themselves to a character that it just seems like they take on the persona of the character? Where does the soap character start and the actor end or the actor start and the soap character end? Surely that would come with the director and the writer. They have a brief, they follow the brief. But of course you can only bring you you can only bring to a part what you have either researched or know in the first place. Oh, I don't mean like if you portray a serial killer on screen you're gonna come out and be a serial killer. I don't think that's ever ha- has that ever happened. I don't know, I'll ask Connor McIntyre. I don't think that's ever happened. Hi Connor. Hi Connor. Connor McIntyre listens to our podcast. Yeah. But this is the first one. Yeah. Okay. You're hoping Connor McIntyre now listens to our podcast. Oh, I'll send him a link. Because you're going to sound really, really silly on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, by the way, do you want this back? Name you just dropped. To be fair, he does listen to the um, 
or has been known to listen to the Conversation Street podcast. There's a podcast called Conversation Street. Yeah, Michael and Gemma do it. They've been doing it for about four years now, based on uh, really Coronation Street, fans of Coronation Street, and they interview... Uh, oh, you said yeah. Conversation Street, and I automatically thought of Clarkson, May and Hammond, because they did a segment on their Amazon Prime... No, Prime Video, Prime, the sorry. Grand Tour. The Grand Tour, yes. They did a no, segment... The Grand Tour. The Grand Tour, yes. Not the Grand Tour. The Grand Tour. Tory's Welsh for a mountain, isn't it? They did a segment on that particular show called Conversation Street. So when you said Conversation Street, then I automatically thought of the Grand Tour, which is much better than Top Gear. That's my own personal opinion. So yes, I automatically thought of that. Well, anyway, I was referring to a podcast. So basically, take what you know, but don't turn into your character or else you might become well, a serial killer without realising it. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying Iconic. that Sorry. soap characters are going to go out and commit mass murder. No, just can, we just, can I just because... say, Connor is one of the nicest people Wait. and is not in any way affiliated with serial killers like his character, Pat Phelan, who is... Oh, beast. that's Connor McIntyre. Yeah, he's a brilliant artist. Oh, if you are listening, sorry, Connor, I didn't know who you were. But you know who Pat Phelan is? But I know who Pat Phelan is. Wow. Marketing, marketing, marketing. There's a question. Technically, now, it was there a is a question. But, but I didn't say marketing, marketing, marketing. I said marketing, marketing, marketing. Do you remember? Do a... you remember? Oh, great. Now we've got to pay whoever owns the rights to that song. <laughs> Do you remember an actor's name or a character's name? What, more often? Hmm. I suppose more often people would remember the character, but surely it depends on the individual person. And their ability to remember because memory is analyzed by model models of memory and processing depth of processing so if if a character has stuck in somebody's memory they'll remember the character but if somebody has seen an actor on a reality television show or they have seen them on a panel show or they have met them or they happen to know them then they're going to remember them as the actor as the person because processing means that it's going to mean more to them one way or another. See, I've always wondered how people remember actors and actresses' names. Because I've seen, take for instance David Tennant, I've seen him in loads of things, but I remember him most for the same thing that most people would probably now remember him for. Casanova. Exactly. But does it not depend on the uh, level of fame of somebody, though? Possibly. But then I suppose it, you know, it also depends on era. Somebody like Meryl Streep. I know the name Meryl Streep. Think I know what she looks like. She's the one who had her head spun around in that um, uh, um, um, movie about being dead. That's the one. She fell down the stairs and her head went. <laughs> really? And then she walked backwards. Well, see, I can't. This, I can't. This is the thing. I can't remember the name of the movie. I would. I remember know. she was in it. But you I'm know sure that she was because in it. it's, it's Meryl Streep. Whereas I, I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you a single character that Meryl Streep has played because I know Meryl Streep being of a level of fame in the same way as death becomes her that's the name of the movie i wasn't wishing meryl streep dead in the same way as that somebody who is well known as a person gains their fame but somebody like david tennant who is played and, doctor who did he must have missed it you missed doctor who or you just missed david tennant who who yeah doctor who i guess it depends whether a soap actor is method in the same way that somebody like johnny depp is take on a character the entire time they become the character 
So they become known for the character that they play. Johnny Depp, for example, I would know as playing a fellow that he played, um, Sparrow, in Pirates of the Caribbean. But others would know him perhaps in the new Willy Wonka movie that he did. Other people will just know him as Johnny Depp because he's been in the press or because he's done whatever. So as to whether people remember characters or not, I, if I think of Johnny Depp, I think of Jack Sparrow. When I think of Johnny Depp, I think of a Scroobius Pip song. That's it. That's that's as far as I'm going. If we come to any conclusions, email us and let us know. So anyway, podcast at gmail.com. Where are we currently? Right now. Norwich. Yes, which is where? Um, East Anglia. And in East Anglia, there are several local newspapers. Are there? Yeah. Other than Metro. <laughs> That's uh, the freebie. It's worldwide, is the metro. Is it? Yeah. But isn't there a difference between... It's the between... world's... The world's most popular free newspaper. Isn't there a difference between the free newspaper metro and the online metro? They're like two different newspapers, even though they're both metro. Kind of. I think metro online covers more stories than gets printed in the paper version of metro that you get on the tube and buses etc etc but you can always find a metro see i've because I've, I've not really seen it anywhere apart from norfolk because i when you go to london and they give the evening standard on the tube for free right and that's the free paper there and the metro has become the new pornographic magazine the metro has become a new pornographic magazine yes because well, for classified. when I was growing up, we used to find pornographic magazines in bushes and now you see metros in bushes because <laughs> people just discard them. And whatever happened to white dog poo? No, oh, I blame the liberals. Well, anyway, local press in Norfolk is run by Archant company Ruan House is where they're based and they head up the Norwich Evening News and the Eastern Daily Press. They have papers and online papers and you don't have to pay a prescription to read them like you do with the Times now. A prescription? <laughs> I think you mean a <laughs> subscription. Balls. <laughs> yes, a subscription to read them. Would you like to start that sentence again? No. Okay. Don't forget to prescribe to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to tick if you've got an exemption. Uh, before Christmas, there was a news story in the Norwich Evening News which outlined the fact that armed police were going to conduct increased patrols of into Chapelfield as part of new tactics being introduced by police. An initiative in Norfolk, or in Norwich, in Norfolk, as one of several Norwich, areas... as opposed to Norwich. What? <laughs> I said Norwich, as opposed to... Norwich. Oh, well, it's kind of interchangeable. Is that like porridge? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> porridge. What would you like for breakfast? Porridge. Yep. In Norwich. <laughs> People have had some things to say about the fact that armed police are going to be or have been deployed throughout Chapterfield Shopping Centre. Those people mostly say, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. Stop pointing that gun at me. Well, Rachel says, so awful that it's come to seeing armed police around in the shopping centres nowadays, but understandable as to why. Although she hasn't actually said why. <laughs> why? Understandable as to why? Because I'm out shoplifting. <laughs> With a bazooka. <laughs> well, for legal reasons, we, we have no no uh, 
actual proof of that. But um, yeah. What, that she's got a bazooka or that she's actually written that comment? That she's got a bazooka and shoplifting? She may be out shoplifting with a bazooka. With a bazooka? With a bazooka. With a bazooka. She may be out shoplifting with a bazooka. Phil says. Phil says. Putting measures to prevent crime instead of trying to tackle it when it happens. Thumbs up emoji. It's got 20 likes as well, so people seem to agree with him. 20 likes. Yeah. Phil, you're liked by 20 people. Pat yourself on the back. Now, Elizabeth says, seems a bit sad, to be honest, that the kids will grow up with this being the norm. But if it's necessary, then it just is. Just wonder why, and why specifically Chapelfield. And uh, George just replied... Whoa, 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 just, just go, go back to that last sentence. Just wonder why, and why specifically Chapelfield. Why specifically? Chapelfield. They do realise this is an initiative that was brought from a completely different place. They, they haven't just plonked armed police in Chapelfield and gone, that's exactly hey, go, lads, think. go shoot some shoplifters. That's what they think is happening. They don't read the article, they just read the headline. But surely the article covers the fact that... It does, yeah. It wasn't a... started in Norwich. Yeah, it started in London. It was as a, cited. a London-based initiative. They branched out to other areas. trials and realised that it was working there. I'm sure, you know, some guy nicking a Mars bar when confronted by an Uzi well, as is going to run in the opposite direction. Wait, what's an Uzi? An Uzi 9mm. That was a really bad impression. But Uzi 9mm is a, a submarine gun. Well, George correctly points out to uh, Elizabeth that uh, it's a public place with lots of people, and that's why Chapelfield. It's a public place with lots of people. That's why Chapelfield. That's a brilliant comment. Yeah. Well done. Who was that, George? George, yeah. Well done, George. Excellent comment. So, uh, <laughs> Martin says, make the people scared and they'll agree to anything. All need to read 1984 or watch Star Wars 1 to 3 if the book is a bit taxing. But, but how does he jump from 1984 to Star, Star Wars? Well, maybe he's been watching too much Info Wars. His comment has got nine likes and one love heart. Ooh. Yeah. Obviously a um, Star Wars fan. I mean, a lot of people are. That gave the heart, I mean. <laughs> Maybe he's got one of those Chewbacca masks. <laughs> Michelle wants to know, who's paying for these guns? So, we pay for them to do nothing for us. Daryl has asked Michelle... Who's paying for these guns? What? Sorry, I'll just repeat her comment. I mean, I'm, I'm reading verbatim. Michelle says, who's paying for these guns, so we pay for them to do nothing for us? Daryl has responded to Michelle, and he asks her, are you okay, like? <laughs> you okay, hun? <laughs> PM me. <laughs> Wayne says, uh, you literally make no sense. Are you having a medical episode? <laughs> this week on ER. <laughs> George has been back on. Are you for real? So uh, Michelle has come back and asks Wayne, so people with mental issues can't hold a conversation. Way to stigmatise mental illness, Wayne. Atypical police supporter. Don't like disabilities, do you? I mean, that escalated quickly. It did, didn't it? Did she misread medical for mental? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. George has come back and said uh, that actually mental people wouldn't ask something like that, apparently, in his opinion. Mental people wouldn't ask something like that? Yes. Mental people. Yes, well, Michelle picked up on that and she said, uh, George, mental people, goodness me, not a very nice term, George. Mental people. Mm. <laughs> Wayne came back. He's got a bit excited. Says to Michelle, uh, calm your tits down. 
<laughs> Calm your tits, love. Who said anything about mental illness? Oh, and it's mental ill health, not illness. You seem the kind of person that gets offended by everything. Perhaps you need to not take life so hard. Oh. Snowflake. And yes, I do support the vast majority of police who do a great job under very difficult circumstances and I'll wager that if you were ever in trouble, you would call them too. So Michelle has got back to Wayne, who wrote that comment and said, don't use profanity with me, please. Apparently tits is uh, <laughs> profanity now. But, uh, you're ex- tits is very profound. Yeah. Uh, profane. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email to soanywaypodcasts at gmail.com or you can tweet us at soanywaypodcast. Your email or tweet may be used in future podcasts. On the 2nd of January, the regional ITV Anglia said uh, they were doing a piece today about people going cashless. Do you still use cash? Do you think we should all go cashless as a society? Have any of your local shops, pubs, restaurants, etc. gone cashless? Let us know what you think. And please include a message from where you're from. My bank account's cashless. Does that count? Mine's uh, less than cashless. (laughs) Deborah says that she's a a bus driver in Lowestoft and she's now gone contactless. And it's very popular. She thinks it's the way forward, to be honest. Contactless. <laughs> yeah, contact space less. She's <laughs> gone contactless. <laughs> and she's a bus driver. Yeah. Oh, my word. Who's driving the bus? It's not who's driving the bus. She can't see. She's gone contactless. <laughs> what was her name? Deborah. Deborah, wear your glasses, love. Zoe says that she prefers to use cash where she can. Helps me to keep track of what I have. I think it's too easy to overspend when you use card. Plus, there is a still a whole generation out there who most likely wouldn't cope with a cashless society too. It's the choice I'd have to go with cash every time. Adding sums in your head is so difficult. What calculators are invented for, isn't it? If I've got £5 in my bank account and I spend two, I never know how much I've got left. Great comment from Carol. Thanks. Oh, sorry. I'm in Norwich. What about young children wanting to spend in shops and grandparents love to give them money to do so? Cannot do that with a card. Also, what about the toilets you have to pay for? Are they going to have card payment machines installed? Also, agree with the comment about school fates, etc. We use our cards for most things, but you do still need cash at times. Actually, that's not entirely correct. There are credit cards designed specifically for the younger generation that you put say £10 on and they can't go over that amount I think it's called a Go Henry card you get charged a subscription for using it but it's one way to monitor a child's spending or a young adult's spending because I'm not sure what the age cutoff is I mean obviously it goes from let's say 10 to 17 because at 18 they can have a bank account or is it 16? 16 16 okay 16. so maybe 10 to 16 i stand corrected yeah young persons um 16 to 18 then you get a full bank account there are restrictions on a young person's bank account so that must mean that that card is for children then it's, it's for the younger generation yeah mm. and it's aimed to well i don't know it's aimed but they are available i do believe it's called a go henry card and they're accepted as a contactless debit card would be accepted, I think. I'm sure they have the, um, I want to say need for speed, but it's not need for speed. <laughs> it's the, is it NFT, NFR, NFS, the name of the near field something? I don't know. I can't I've no remember. idea. The technology that's, you know, when you ping your card and it goes beep and you pay for things. NFC, isn't it? NFC. I think so. Something like that. <laughs> NFC. 
No fucking clue. Yep. No freaking idea. <laughs> the, f- the comment about fates, which was referenced earlier. Right. It's from Carly. What would happen to all the schools and organisations that have little fates and fairs if we didn't have the small little bits of cash these organisations would suffer? There's no way I'd be using contactless payment to pay a 20p game. So I can't see we can go cashless. What about the arcade machines at the seaside? No, I definitely wouldn't push contactless payments. And also, Penny says, Nightmare if you're collecting for charity, doing raffles, etc. Penny's collecting pennies. When everyone is card only, charity tins will have to be equipped with chip and pin machines. It's also... Instead of the slot for 20p, it's just a little (laughs) slot for your credit card. There you go. (laughs) It's also a nightmare if you just want a newspaper. Corner shops have a minimum spend because of cost to them. A local fish shop refuses to take cards because they say it takes ages to receive the money. But it's definitely the way of the world now. I mean, who goes to the corner shop just for a newspaper anymore? Who Who goes to the corner shop? (laughs) Who buys newspapers? They're usually delivered by a little lad on a bike that wangs them at your front door. Oh, no, I'm thinking about a computer game from the 80s. <laughs> it's an interesting idea. It is, yes. Contactless for everything. Last week, there was a uh, reader letter in the Norwich Evening News. Diesel fumes are a serious health hazard. First bus should go electric. Diesel fumes are a health hazard. No, a serious health hazard. A serious health hazard. First bus should go electric. Can you imagine how big the battery would be on an electric bus? It'd be the size of a bus. Wouldn't improve congestion, then? No, because you'd have double-length buses. It'd be a bus plus a bus. You'd never get that through traffic. Jane says, First buses should go full stop. Give the franchise to another company, please. I've been let down so many times by this service and now they've hit us with a huge price rise. Enough. John says... Bring back trolley buses and trams for the city. Yes, I agree. Bring back trolley buses and trams. Do you know they were they were going to put a tram um, in Norwich? Were in they? The, yes, in the place of where the Guildhall is, which is near the Tesco Metro in the uh, centre of the city. And they were going to plough straight through the Guildhall, which is you know, hundreds of years old, in order for it to be a straight line. And the mayor, I think at the time, saved it. And now it's a grade two listed building. Wow. I do believe they have a um, a tram system in Sheffield. Definitely do in Manchester. They've got one in Manchester, and I believe they are very successful. I can't understand why. I mean, I, I know why the cost to put in a tram system would be astronomical, and local boroughs probably would have to opt in, opt out, etc., depending on what their cash flow would be like. But then, you know, they've tried putting a brand new high-speed train line in and failed. That's about as political as I get. Well, there's another story that's made the news. Owner's fury as council bin is dumped outside of restaurant. (laughs) Council bin. (laughs) Yes. And he says, since the bin has moved, people have been standing smoking outside the restaurant and the noise when the bins are emptied is horrendous. It just doesn't help me at all. This is a restaurant near Lower Goat Lane in Norwich. Annette agrees and says... What, uh, just a net? (laughs) A fishing net? A hair net? A net curtain. A net curtain. She says, says, Norwich City Council, get that bin moved, please. It's very inconsiderate for diners in the summer months. There's outrage over a bin. Yeah. Are you okay, hon? Lizzie says it's a disgrace. Jeff wants to know what the council are doing about it. Are they dining out on the... They're moving it. That's what they're doing. It states that they move the bin. 
that's what the council are doing about it. They've moved the bin. What are the council going to do about the fact that they've moved a bin? They've moved a bin. Apparently. Apparently. Parts, Allegedly. Parts of Norfolk will be underwater in 30 years unless drastic action is taken to halt global warming. But as Johnny points out, he remembers an article written in the Norwich Evening News about 30 years ago stating that Norwich would be in the sea by 2020. Stacy seems to agree with him and says, uh, lol, I was told in 1986 when I was in middle school in Norwich that it would be a seaside city by 2020 and the banks run the world and Riverside and seaside property development is booming. Do you really think they would risk it? For a chocolate biscuit? She didn't, she didn't write that, I just added <laughs> So you're now putting words into someone's mouth. No, no. Well, I, I left words it. onto someone's screen. 20 years ago, according to Graham, the same people predicted that by this year, we in the UK would have the climate the same as Siberia. Utter nonsense. Well, it's quite cold in this room. I think it's going that far. Well, Richard says that it's wonderful that the map in question in the article refers to Beeston Bump as the tallest mountain in the world. Beeston Bump, tallest mountain in the world. Craig says, my God, I never realised that Norfolk is full of so many climate change deniers. Next you lot will be arguing about whether or not the world is flat. Oh, here we go. Of course the world's flat. Everybody knows that the world is flat. Is that why we haven't fallen off the edge of it? We can't fall off the edge. There's a giant ice wall around the outside. Ice? Yeah. It's a giant ice wall that goes all the way around. Or so flat earthers think. Ice? Ice. Right. They think Antarctica runs around the outside of the world or something crazy like that. And the ice wall is so high that you just can't climb over it. And there was a treaty years ago where all the governments decided that nobody is allowed into the North Pole or the South Pole, Greenland, Iceland. I'm sure if the Earth is flat, it, it, it's the same pole. It's the circular pole <laughs> that goes around the Earth. What, so the Earth is spherical, but it's flat? It's round. It's flat. It's like a pizza. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry now. Right. I mean, so the Earth is a pizza. Yes. Does that mean we can eat eat Antarctica? Yes, apparently so. So, but if, if Antarctica the, uh, is edible, and on that note, ham, ham and pineapple Antarctica. If we're in, encased in ice, then do rockets get get through to go to space, or do flat Earth is not believe space that? doesn't exist? Oh. I haven't I haven't mentioned the best bit yet. Well, in your in your opinion, or... there's a dome that covers the flat Earth, and do you know what's above that dome? It's certainly not space. The they sun? believe it's water, and they think what? they think that the sun and the moon are local, as in they're not. The sun isn't ninety three billion miles away. They think the sun is just a light in the sky, and it's only a couple of thousand miles away, and that's what this world has come to. There are people out there that believe the Earth is flat. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thank you for listening to Big Big G G and and Little Little G's G's podcast. We hope you enjoyed our content. Feel free to get in touch via email or on social media.